0: What is up and welcome to Fuck It, Let's Talk. I'm your host, Christine, and this is a podcast where we have honest conversations about life, especially in regards to parenting and mental health, and work on ways to improve every aspect of it. This is a place for parental self-care, a place to refill our tanks after taking care of everyone else. Now, I'm not necessarily an expert in any regard, and I'm Now I should probably introduce myself since we'll be spending some time together. I am no expert in any regard. I have one child and he is three years old, but I have been working on my mental health for many, many years. I have volunteered in mental health facilities and I have quite an array of psychology courses under my belt. I'm sure you've probably heard about a billion people say like, I took psychology, I know so much. I am not saying I know so much, but I am saying that we are going to be here to explore things, to talk with each other about things that work, things that don't, things that we want to work on, things that we don't, things that work, you know? So... Let me go ahead and talk a little bit about my journey here. I did not want to be a mother. I literally never wanted to be a mother. I spent my entire life with the firm belief that I would never become a mother and that I would absolutely never have any interest in becoming one. Then, cut to college. Oh, how cute, you know? And some guy that persisted me Some guy that chased after me for months and months on end, and finally I decided to give him a shot. And then we can cut to 15 years in the future, and we're still together. And let's cut a few years off to the I'm pregnant area of things. I got pregnant! And it was 10 years in, so thankfully we knew that we at least liked each other. But we both were unsure about the idea of how much we would like having a kid. So I'm pregnant and I am pro-choice. So, you know, that was on the table. But there was some little inkling in me that said, listen, you might really enjoy this. This might end up being the thing for you. You are with someone that you absolutely love. You are in a stable place. So when is anybody ready? Fuck it, let's give it a shot. Now I get that that's a really risky way to go about things. It is entirely possible that I would have given birth to that child and decided, oh shit, I don't want to do this. And we don't want that because, you know, could have damaged the poor child's psyche by raising him or her and not wanting to be a parent. But, you know, I gave it a shot. And what made it even more risky was that I had hyperemesis. And for those of you who don't know what that is that means that i threw up the entire pregnancy and i mean the entire pregnancy all right i heard amy schumer make a joke about, you know, if her husband liked gag porn because she, you know, was the same boat as me. And it was like, yeah, here, honey, I am ready for you because it was go down the stairs, puke, walk to the bathroom, puke, drink some water, puke, take some vitamins, puke, eat some food, puke. Needless to say, I hated being pregnant. And it wasn't exactly an environment that, uh, fostered bonding. You know, I wasn't able to enjoy the little things like the kicks and the movement and the setting up the nursery and really anything because when I was out shopping for those exciting things, I was on the floor of a Bed Bath & Beyond with a bucket puking in the towel section. There was no part of this that was enjoyable for me. I'd have tiny little moments, I would, tiny little moments where I listened to a song and I felt him dance for the first time. And there was that spark of light that was immediately doused out by a steady stream of vomit. I am so sorry, listeners, if vomit is um, a trigger for you and you can feel yourself starting to gag, I promise I won't go into this at long length any more this episode, and if I do I will give everyone a fair warning at the beginning. Beep, beep, puke ahead. All right, well, behind us now. Let's just cut to the chase. I gave birth. Um, It was a little bit scary, I had to be induced because he was a low weight, surprise, surprise. And so I gave birth, and for all of my pain and suffering, It was two pushes, and he was out, and I earned it because, well, of all the puking, and I held him, and I sobbed. I was overcome with overwhelming, complete joy, and I hadn't expected it. It hit me with such force that I was taken aback, and I was sobbing, 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 And as you get to know me better, you will find out that this next move was very on point because I looked at the doctor and the nurses and apologized for crying because, well, I mean, we're women and we apologize all the time, don't we? Yes, we do. So I just gave birth. What a big emotional moment. And I cry, which is to be expected. And I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> I apologize and then I said give me a fucking egg salad sandwich I have never been so starving in my life I mean really it went hey are you hungry now and I'm like fuck yes so there's that then we get back to the hospital room and my child essentially after long story short isn't really eating and so he has to go into the NICU and my son was in the NICU for 10 days and I didn't get to bring him home He was on a feeding tube, he ended up being put on oxygen, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, there are women who, some of these people do this for fun, and I am here with one thing after the other, sticking warning signs on my window about the oxygen inside in case there's a fire. I see anyone light anything up around my child when he finally was out of NICU and you'd think that I was about to claw them in the throat, you know? It it was a lot of stress, a lot of stress moving him around with this tank when we got home because we came home with oxygen as well. And so it was just an entire thing for me. And I never really had a moment to sit down and be like, hey, wow, I'm a mom, So let me tell you, I still, even now, I look at my kid, wow, I can't believe it. I'm a mother. How the fuck did this happen? Just spoiler alert, with a lot of puke. All right, really, really, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. So, (laughs) yeah, and now my kid is healthy and wonderful and all of the hardships are not behind me. But the terrifying first child let's jump through 5,000 hoops to make sure you're really set on this decision definitely took place. And that was my journey to motherhood. my painful, disgusting, long journey to motherhood. It was even long in terms of like life, you know like I was 30, 31 and... I spent my 20s traveling around with this absolute freedom which worked out honestly it worked out because now I'm boring I'm boring in the way that I want to spend my free time doing a podcast (laughs) I just I want to go to bed at 9 p.m. I have little to no interest in drinking I know some mothers get really attached to wine and alcohol and Personally, I'm a weed girl myself. That was me taking a break to hit it because, wow, this is terrifying. And it's worked out perfectly for me. I had a kid at the perfect point of my life. All of those chips fell into place. And it turned out, shockingly, for how much I fucking love cursing and loved sleeping in. Oh, how I miss thee. And traveling and staying up late and playing endless hours of video games. As much as I loved all of those things and I still do love those things. They just had to be tweaked except for sleeping in, which just does not exist. It was a perfect time. It was a perfect time with a perfect person. And Lottie fucking da, doesn't that all sound like butterflies and fucking rainbows? Because, you know, I'm not even gonna be here complaining about my husband either. We have a wonderful relationship. We have a wonderful relationship except for when he hot boxes me with like fucking five farts in the middle of the night and I'm all snuggling to the pillow and he's peacefully asleep, not taking an hour to get there, unlike me, snoring away and then there he goes just tooting away in the night and I'm awoken by the scent of his intestines. But I suppose that if that's one of the worst things I can complain about in a relationship, then, you know, I got it pretty good. Hopefully my son, it is a boy, will take after him and not leaving the toilet seat up because that doesn't happen in my household. And I might have to go ahead and take a page from my mother-in-law's book by traumatizing her son into never, ever leaving the toilet seat up. I one time asked my husband, you know, why is it? Why is it that I have never experienced this with you unless you are blackout drunk? And he told me exactly that, that his mother had traumatized him into making sure that he always put the toilet seat down. And how she would do that is she would awaken him in the middle of the night. She would just wake his ass up and be like, motherfucker, you go put that seat down right now. And, you know, objectively, I hear that. And I'm like, well, that was traumatizing to you. But, you know, I guess if you are a kid and your parent is waking you up to scream at you because their ass got wet in the middle of the night and now they're awake, so you have to be, I suppose that, you know, it would traumatize you. But I don't really care about that part because the part that's important to me is that it worked. And here... At Parenting packs we will make sure that we teach you the most effective ways to traumatize your children so that you can live your best life. Now today, I don't have a guest, but we will be having them later on in the season. Is that the word I use? Listen, I'm a newbie here. We're still working things out. And I figured I'd be honest about that because I came in saying we're going to have honest conversation. I am sitting down here and I am blabbing on about whatever comes to mind because I figure you need to get to know me, right? If we're spending all this time together, if I want you to get invested in this podcast and I need to get you at least a little bit invested in me. And on that point, I'm also going to open the floor up at certain points for the audience to ask me questions so that I can answer things that you guys really want to know about me because I'm not a mind reader, don't want to be. When I was a kid, I used to think that would be a cool fucking power, but now I just am far too aware of what goes on in people's minds. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't know what you guys might want to know about me. And despite doing a podcast and despite all of the work that I'm doing with mental health and have done, I'm gonna be honest again, I loathe myself. Confidence is something that I am working on a lot in, ding, 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 therapy. Yes, I am in therapy and I am on medication and it took me literally 30 years to find the right combination. I had been from psychiatrist to psychiatrist, doctor to doctor, you know, just trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Um, they said that I was treatment resistant at one point. They said that I had panic disorder, which, you know, might that one's probably true. But, you know, I'd be, I've gotten many diagnoses thrown at me, and I have probably been on almost every antidepressant in the book. But thankfully, finally, I reached a point where I found a right combination of medication and the right psychiatrist and the right therapist that is really opening up more paths than the ones I had already forged for myself to make my life better. And the one key thing that happens that allowed that was, and here's that word again, honesty. My entire life, and I've been in therapy since I was a kid, I never told the full truth in therapy. I'd hold back parts of myself that I was certain were too disgusting, too deranged, too fucked up. And even though that's why you're in therapy, right? You're there because you're supposed to be opening up all these fucking boxes. You're supposed to be looking in. And even though I knew that that was the case, fear won. Fear came in and took control and it told me that there's no one that you can trust, including professionals, especially professionals. I have a deep-rooted mistrust of authority figures, police officers, my professors in college, my teachers growing up, guidance counselors, therapists, even other doctors. I would be going to my gynecologist during my pregnancy and I was certain and terrified that she would tell me I was doing something wrong. I mean, especially because I was Throwing up the entire time. So finally, after having a kid, and let's say that we can attribute this to my son because I don't know that I would have opened up and been able to be as honest in therapy as I have been and opened up these paths if it wasn't for him. My love for my son made my desire to be the best version of myself become a necessity instead of a want. I saw the small human being, and I decided that I absolutely had to do it. And no amount of discomfort could stop me. I had to do it for this human being. I had to become the best version of myself. And so I unpacked those boxes. And I was honest. And I was terrified. And I was a sobbing, disgusting, snotty mess. As I opened all of these things up, because I had never been more scared in my entire life. I had never been more scared, even when I gave birth. And giving birth, some women, you know, really, God, you fucking goddess warriors, go into it fearless. You're like, this is what my body is supposed to do, and it is going to do it, and I am going to embrace the beauty of this act. No, I was... Being pregnant was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done and before it had ever happened to me, it was listed up there as like my number one fear. But as it turned out, being honest in therapy was my number one fear because the tears that came out then, the like completely visceral, unadulterated terror just came pouring out of my nose and my eyes as my mouth was spilling out all of the stuff that I'd kept to myself, that I had kept hidden. And I realized as the months went on that I was actually getting better for all the fucking discomfort. And God, it was painful. I would leave therapy exhausted. And I was like, that was not fun. I don't want to go back again. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I did. I kept going back and I kept opening up all of those boxes and eventually it got easier and eventually it got less painful. And eventually I began finding myself again, finding myself enough that despite my self-hatred, despite my lack of confidence, I am willing to put myself out on a platform here for all of you to talk to, to judge. You know, I'm completely putting myself out there. And, you know, we can tie this up, I guess, a little bit with how I got here specifically. I'm a talker, can you fucking tell? And it's a defense mechanism that I had used once I reached, I went from the shy, oh my God, don't say anything to anyone toddler to an overcompensating child then that continued on to teenager into adulthood, because I thought if I talked and I sounded confident and I seemed like I liked myself, then no one would ever know that I didn't. And I perfected the gift of gab, bullshitting my heart away. And, you know, I embraced humor because even the worst things I look at with humor because laughter is God, you know that I sound so cliche laughter is the greatest medicine, but honestly, it's really fucking great. So I look at everything in life where I try to with some humor and I'm also going to do that here and I invite you to do the same and it's that talking and that humor that made my husband who has been with me 15 years. So for him to say this, I was shocked. He was like, you should do stand up comedy. And I had friends and strangers through all the jobs that I worked, the parties I'd go to be like, do you do radio? You should do radio. And so it's all these little influences that were building up and building up. And my mental health was getting better and better. And I thought. I might as well scare myself again. And here I am. Here we are. I am inviting you to come on this terrifying ride with me as we search for the best ways to live happy for our children, with our children, and for ourselves. We're gonna put an emphasis on ourselves because I already know that you guys are putting emphasis on your kids the rest of your life. I don't need to invite you here have you do it some more. You are perfectly capable of worrying and worrying to the point of keeping yourself up at night and worrying to the point of not being able to stomach your breakfast. I don't need to bring you here to do that. So we are going to talk about kids. We are going to talk about them, but we are going to focus on how we can navigate this absolutely insane journey that is being a parent while actually keeping ourselves sane and remembering that we still need nurturing too, even though we're the adults. So thank you all for joining me and hope you liked this little introduction. I hope you'll join me next time. Thank you.